Uh, hello, everybody. This is Andrew kicking things off this time. Whoa. So I know already I'm, I'm hearing from people that we sound too much alike. <laughs> so now we're going to confuse it even more by me introing us here at the beginning. So, But there's a good reason why you were introing Yes, but first, hey, Joe, how's oh, it going? Hi. Yeah, hi, I'm Tell Joe. everybody hi. It's good to see you guys again. I missed you. <laughs> me too. And uh, yes, I told Joe that I'm, I'm coming in hot this week. I got numerous things that I really want to talk about and address. Um, so we'll kind of jump right into it. But how, how are you doing, man? Yeah. Whoa. 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 <laughs> You'll edit that later. Yeah. How do I edit that out? I'm doing good. There you go. That's that was amazing. No one needs to worry about the weird laughing that you were doing in the background. That was a total yeah. start for me. I like how we're getting started already. Oh, it's been it's been a long day, but I'm, okay. I'm excited to get um, into some recording with you. Yes, I am too. Uh, and thanks for being here, even yeah. after a long day. I, I normally I feel like I come up with weird questions before you we do. anything, but I'm just too like curious now. Okay, and I'd want you to ask questions, daring. So yes, you don't get to take it easy this time. Like yeah. you, st- you still are off. Uh, you're not, you don't get the night off. This episode's six, right? Yeah, I think, I think we are. Five episodes Mm -hmm. of you've been like, okay, I'm just going to sit back and let things go. Yeah. To start. Mm -hmm. And now you're ready to just attack. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm I'm worked up about a couple things. Oh boy. And, and I think it's important to address. And one is I I just kind of have an addition. So been getting some cool feedback just from, um, is your pastor a prick episodes that that seems to hit home out there. And I'm not surprised considering the state of pastoring today. Um, But I've super appreciated feedback that I've gotten from people. And um, I guess there's just an addition that I want to add on there. The way I didn't talk about when we were, when we were, no, we'll do that again sometime where we give more examples of Mm -hmm. prick pastors. I guess what I wanted to say was uh, when I'm talking about um, identifying pastors that are behaving in a way that they shouldn't be behaving, um, I, I wanted to throw out there that I sort of mean, not sort of, I do mean kind of all ministry leaders. And so I guess I think sometimes there, there's a whole nother level of um, church life that is kind of this like nonprofit thing, you know, like nonprofit ministries or ministries within churches and all those ministries have leaders or nonprofits have leaders um, that run those things separate from a pastor. Okay. I, get, I think I follow. Yeah. And so I would just, I would just want to throw out there that when I'm talking about pastors, I, I'm, I mean, really anybody that's in uh, ministry leadership kind of role. And so I, I just didn't want, I think that's important because unfortunately, on some level, when it comes to like sub ministries within a church or nonprofits within a church, I think that um, people get treated even worse sometimes in those atmospheres. There's even less, um, I don't know, the, 
hopefully this is making sense to people out there that have experienced it. And, and, and the reason I'm saying that is because people have experienced like, well, I didn't experience a, a pastor, like the senior pastor treating me this way, but I experienced, uh, the associate pastor treating me this way, or, uh, we had different ministries at our church and it wasn't so much the senior pastor that treated me this way, but these ministry leaders treated me like garbage and they need to be called out too. So that's more. Yeah, that's more. I just want to throw it out there that we're calling out everybody. We're not just calling out senior pastors. Yeah. I already got some questions. Okay, good. So do you think, how common do you think this is? Do you think it's very common that the pastor gets used as the scape, like the scapegoat? Or like those kind of more background? Um, that's a great question. That's a great question. Uh, yes and no. I, I think, I think. It is important for the pastor to know what's happening kind of under their watch. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's harder said than easier said than done, though, just as being a pastor that's had other ministries happening in the church. It's hard to always know what's going on, and especially if you're not getting feedback and sometimes the very power structures and social structures that we have in our church keep keep people from ever even talking to the senior pastor to know that there's problems or issues. Yeah. Um, so I think it's possible and, and it does definitely happen, but I would say at the same time, it's also that pastor's responsibility to be like, this is something that's happening in, in my church. And if people are being damaged um, and that, I think that's something that I, I definitely have needed to grow in over the years of like, Oh, if I'm seeing people being damaged by this ministry or this other thing, I need to investigate further why that's happening. Yeah. And it's just so easy to get caught up in everything. You know, lots of times when it's another ministry, um, something's happening in the church and there's something healthy or seemingly healthy happening or there's good vibes happening from this, good reports, whatever. It's so easy to get caught up in the good things that are happening. Well, that's immediately what I was kind of yeah. thinking when you're talking about how, like, you know, the organization aspect of it is like, Mm -hmm. It's not a lot of times where these things are just totally evil. Yeah. So it's yeah. easy to maybe get blinded by all the good or the glory. Yeah. Whatever the case, whatever words you want to use and not see like all the mistreatment in it and the, mm -hmm. whatever the case is. Yeah. And in general, I think this is something hopefully we're starting to understand better in the church world out there in in general, you hear all the good things first. So you may be hearing years of good things before you start seeing and hearing about the bad things because it, it takes courage um, for people to stick up to leaders. It yeah. really does. And then it takes courage to go that another step and, and raise awareness of something that's off. Um, and that that is a really... I don't, I don't think until you're in that place of being on the side of like something's wrong with this ministry and I need to call it out, um, until you've been in that place, it's hard to understand the pressure, um, the confusion, you know, the intensity of something like that. Yeah. Well, and then what, what is your thought or like, how does that, cause I agree with that completely, yeah. like, but with those is the aspect of what happens when you know say 
I guess I'm talking to this will be also very much is for the congregate like for mm-hmm. anyone questioning as well, but for like the pastors out there that are mm-hmm. kind of stuck in maybe see like partnering with the program or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be where you you're not quite seeing mm-hmm. like you haven't seen those cracks and yeah. you start to if like is that how how does one I guess there's not one glove fits all or anything, yeah. but like how does one walk that out? Is that something that is like how do you call that out or how do you Well that I th- I really believe in and this is part of the reason why I want to keep doing is your pastor a prick mm-hmm. as one of our episodes is that I I think it's really important actually that we continually remind people that they do need to call pastors out you know that we're, that pastors don't deserve to be treated as this n- other sphere of humanity you know and so i think i think the more that we can do that so ideally in your in your church you would keep communicating that we're all equal that you know we're just all trying to do our best in this journey and so if anybody whether that's you know the the main pastor whether that's associate pastor whether that's a youth pastor whatever leader anybody if people are doing something that causes damage um or they're behaving in a way that is a jerk they need to be called on it so i think if you if you you kind of set up a culture that hey we're not functioning in this place that people that are involved in ministry are at this high level and everybody else has to just put up with whatever they're doing yeah if that makes sense it does i don't know if i said my question right there oh okay i think i I was i'm trying to i was for a pastor from the past from a pastor okay yeah like how does that how is is there a different way do you think for a pastor to call like like that other form of leadership out or is Mm. how how does that work I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know if there is really just a way to like a perfect way to do things. I think part of being a community is those uncomfortable moments. You know, like ideally, I think when there's like the the balance and check should be that just people are being honest with each other. And so when somebody's being a jerk, and then you're honest about that, or somebody hurts your feelings, or whatever it would be, and and you're called out on that. Not and I'm not saying in a mean way. Just somebody's like, "Hey, man, you're being a jerk," or you know, "This hurt my feelings," or "This doesn't seem very gospel-centered." I think if you have a culture where that's happening all the time, um, and then maybe that's going to help with some yeah. of that. I think that, but you're there's also the level that we have to bring about change because it doesn't function that way right now. Yeah. And so that's why it's something that has to be addressed more and more. And and often the reality is, I, I don't want to sound mean, maybe this is me being a prick, um, but, but oftentimes people that are in not pastors and maybe leading a another ministry in a church or there there maybe already have some character issues in place. And pastors do too. Everybody does. But I mean, sometimes there's a reason why people are doing whatever it is they're doing within the church that's not necessarily a pure motive. Mm, yeah. And 
And sometimes other ministries draw those kind of people. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and a pastor just can't do everything. So sometimes as a pastor, honestly, um, and this would be the part that, that isn't malicious. It's just like, I'm just excited that there's somebody else that wants to do something. You know, if I if you're not a if you're not a big celebrity pastor and you can't hire everybody that you want to just hire, it's like, oh, there's somebody in the congregation that wants to work with the youth. There's somebody yeah. in the congregation that wants to do this. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, I'd love a little bit of a break. Yeah, and just you can't do it all. So it's like, well, we it would be great if the church had this or whatever it would be. Well, I think that's also a pretty, I would assume, a pretty common danger with mm-hmm. a lot of like smaller churches, mm-hmm. like even. I don't think it's too much of a call out to say this, but like at the church that we are, mm-hmm. church, mm-hmm. like you, a lot of times we'll set up chairs. You will mm-hmm. do sound if like, yeah, like, do sound guys. In it. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those things that I'm sure when like someone is wanting to come along, yeah, about like that is a big relief. Mm-hmm. And you know, against any better job, like sometimes that can blind. Absolutely. And in, in some ways, I think those sub-ministries, oftentimes, that they are flying kind of below the radar or under the radar in terms of things happening um, for, for all sorts of different reasons. You know, sometimes people just don't want to talk to the pastor and bring it up. And again, depends on what the culture of your church is already. But if we change a culture to be like, hey, we're all people that need to be real with one another, then I think that works. Because I've, I, I, I've had, just from my standpoint, instances where, um, you know, you end up hearing about things, like, way later. You know, like, after something goes really bad and maybe you've had to remove somebody from ministry or whatever, and then it's like, all of a sudden, out of the woodwork, everybody's like, oh, yeah, I totally knew that. This person did this. This person treated me like that. This person... And I get that there's this, there's a aspect of, like, once the ball's rolling, that helps people be free to do it. But I, I always feel like, in those instances, kind of like, man, I wish people would have talked to me. Yeah, where were you before? Yeah, and and there's, again, there's so many fears that go into to that, and I think sometimes when it's another ministry of the church, people feel like, well, this is the pastor's next person down, and so I, if I call this person out, then that's going to get, you know, they're already on the side of this person, so why would I? Yeah, well, then, I mean, also, like, for instances, I'm sure there's times where that happens where, like, before something big goes down and you have to, like, demote something, you know, mm-hmm. like, disassociate, like, throughout the, I'm sh- if someone came to you or, like, whatever pastor beforehand mm-hmm. and said, like, hey, this happened, like, that's a weird situation. It is. That, the main pastor being, yeah. it's like, who, how do you, you're obviously dealing with someone that you really trust. Yeah. But then also someone that hopefully you're building a like if you're relationship right with yeah relationship and absolutely so I guess I never really thought about how awkward or yeah. hard those situations yeah. really be yeah and ideally again I think this is where scripture is great sometimes like the way that makes the most sense is that we're just honest with one another you know and so oftentimes then if somebody doesn't respond well then there's another you know, there's another fail safe in there maybe of like, oh, okay, well, you know, I, I 
told you how this made me feel, and then you still treated me poorly, so now I'm going to go talk to the pastor about this, or whoever it would be about this. Or, um, But we, I think we just need to grow all the way around inside of the church of, of hey, let's be honest with one another. Yeah. Let's not let things slide. Let's not let people get away with hurting people and treating people poorly or taking advantage of volunteers or whatever it would be. You know, there's, there's a long list, unfortunately, of things that we've done to cause damage to people. Um, but I just felt like it was important to throw that out there. Like it's not, it's not just, um, only pastors, it's ministry leaders, it's people that are involved with the different ministries. Like, unfortunately in too many churches today, there's just all these like subdivisions of hierarchies in the church, um, and the more that we can just be honest and open and see how people, again, the fail safe, the ultimate fail safe is if people don't respond well, then that's a sign you need to get out of there. Mm. You know, like if you're not heard, if people don't listen to you, if people continue to treat you poorly, if there's not even a place for you to talk to the pastor, if your church is so big that you can't even talk to the pastor about something you think is off. I feel like if you have like a waiting list, yeah. like, you talk to him like four or five months down the line. Yeah. Opening on Tuesday. Get in line. There's a long list of people bringing concerns right now. Yeah, exactly. Then you're, you know, you're going to have to weigh what you're involved with yeah. anyways. But So I, I guess before we, we kind of hit the next, mm-hmm. the next thing that you were wanted to bring up Mm -hmm. i I guess the other question i was kind of having and feeling with that is and maybe i mean ideally Mm -hmm. the other really cool thing that hopefully is coming out of these series and just this podcast in general Mm -hmm. is for maybe the pastors that have been like easily accused of these things and that's Mm. really what what they've been walking in Mm. and maybe starting to realize some of like those errors or some of yeah. those big challenges. Like, I guess one of the one of the steps. And oh man, I'm really gonna hate myself. <laughs> we talked about this in one of them, and I already forgot. <laughs> I love it. But is how like it's not too late mm. to that's well said. Like what you like mm-hmm. the, what you've been walking in. Mm-hmm. And, like, Great point. That's Joe. not what this isn't about. Like. I hope this podcast isn't about one of those, like, oh, it's us versus, like, Mm -hmm. we want, like, I would want to be, Mm -hmm. like, if I was a prick, Mm -hmm. I would want people to be able to call me out on that. Which Joe is anything but. Uh, Joe's one of the nicest guys you'll ever, could ever possibly meet. But, like, thank you. Yes. But, like, that's, it's not too late. And it should be, like, that would be really hard, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. to realize that. But, like, bravery and realizing that, like... That's a really great point, Joe. It's not too late to turn that mm-hmm. foot, like... Yeah. We we want to open the, this dialogue up to those, too. And I'm sure, yeah. like, those would be cool and amazing messages to receive. Yes. Of, like, it's this this isn't only for those people that are feeling that rebel spirit inside of them and want that change. Mm-hmm. But maybe for the ones that are a little bit have realized that maybe they were on the wrong yeah i mean that's our that's our whole big time is that this would be something um again if if we're fighting against anything it's it's an institution Mm. you know we're not fighting against people and you know or rebelling or whatever it would be and so i think that is very important is that it that is 
every bit as much as one of our hopes is that this is going to be something that would encourage other ministry leaders to be like, holy crap, you know, what have I been putting into? What, what kind of system, what kind of, like, this is not the way the gospel yeah. is supposed to be walked out. And I want to start getting back to the purity of like just walking out life with equals. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, one, we would love to hear reports about, you know, if you're out there and you're a pastor and, and this is bringing life to you in any sort of way, um, but or conviction or whatever it would be like, let us know and we would love to uh, walk with you in that in some ways. But yes, it is. It's never. Well, I don't know. If I, you know, it's it, there's never a better time than now, whatever it is that God's bringing conviction, whenever you're hearing something to start turning the tide. You know, and um, setting a new course for your church, your ministry, whatever it would be, that we can break down these ridiculous hierarchies that we have and just function as true brothers and sisters that are equal, that are all children of of the kingdom um, together. And that's actually going to help us walk in a way where we love each other and treat each other better and probably have um, maybe not more successful in terms of what we've talked about before, but more fruitful ministries. Yeah. And that doesn't mean we're not going to make fun of you. Yeah. No. that's kind of like half of what we do. Yes. But we make fun of each other. Yeah. And, but that's the thing, Joe, right? If, if we start changing, oopsies, <laughs> I hit the microphone. I'm getting too animated. But if, if we can start changing this, the ridiculous like levels and places that pastors and leaders have been elevated to, then we can laugh about our mistakes. And it's way easier to be like, for me, I would say like when people call me out or come to me with something that I've done that bother, it's way easier for me. Like, man, I can be a jerk. I'm, I'm sorry. Cause I'm not, I'm, I'm not defending anything. I don't have to protect this kingdom that I've built. I don't have to protect, you know, a reputation that I'm afraid of getting out there and losing followers and tithers and whatever it would be like. I'm, I'm just not. So I think I can be, um, I'm, I'm not threatened by the idea that I would make a mistake or be a jerk or whatever. And I actually love like when I'm at the point now where love would maybe be the wrong word because I don't like knowing that I've been a jerk, but I, I appreciate it so meaningful to me when people will talk to with me about that yeah. because it's proof that we're walking out the reality of this thing that we're just in this together yeah. and that that's life giving. So then I don't, I don't have to be, afraid or worried of making a mistake all the time because of course i'm going to make mistakes exactly yeah and i think i just feel like my voice got really I, high there too i don't know what you're talking about i'm cutting out my bit what okay you? well you can maybe you can add some bass to that or something i'm sure like now they'll know oh that's yeah this is gonna be a very obvious one yeah um but yeah and like i think even with this like there's room for mistakes absolutely and there's room for not being able to take criticism well, mm -hmm. as long as afterwards you can, yep. you realize that. Mm -hmm. Like, I have not always taken criticism well, and I yeah. feel like I'm someone that I love 
like I feel like that helps build me. Yeah. And even in moments, I I make excuses. Sure. I'm like, the, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. But it, it's got to come down to that mindset. And yeah. If you really think that you are a celebrity or so, yeah. like so much higher up or bigger than yeah. other people, that's where that problem really comes. Yeah. I mean, I was in atmospheres and have heard teachings where it's literally taught that you, you can't tell a pastor about something they're doing wrong because that's disrespectful and dishonoring that you have to, in a sense, just put up with it because this is the leader that God placed you with or under. And so it's just like, suck it up. You got to take it. And, and I, unfortunately I know that that's a teaching that's really out there. Like somehow it's, it's disrespectful or that you're uh, dishonoring God, even, you know, by questioning a leader. And that's just not reality. Um, We, we, yeah, we can get into all, we'll get into over time, all the reasons why that isn't a reality. But the bottom line is that, again, we're all, we're all equal. There isn't somebody that's at this place that, that you get to in leadership or in spirituality where you're not above making daily mistakes. Yeah. I think Some. the da- a really dangerous thing in that is that's that's what humans do in almost every like mm-hmm. we yeah. I guess I don't know if this is also super like doy and I don't <laughs> I didn't think of it before and everyone else is like yeah Joe come on I like the doy could you add a sound effect in there too <laughs> oh, like okay yeah <laughs> doy but like we do that in like schools we do mm-hmm. that with like our law and like mm-hmm. our like, if you know if you're either president or a mm-hmm. queen or a king yeah we uh, like humans build these structures mm-hmm. that are designed to make i'm better than you yeah and you listen to me yeah and the church should be a place that actually portrays something different, different. than that <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, yeah. yeah that's awesome uh, yeah, well, I'm glad you threw that on there. Yeah, that ended up being a longer conversation. I had a feeling it probably was going to be, but it just was uh, it just something I couldn't get out of my heart and mind after our last yeah. two episodes. I was I, like, I, I need to throw that out there. That I think that was extremely important to throw out there. Thank you. So, well, sorry that, that everyone had, including myself, had to wait a week to hear it, but <laughs> now you got it. Yeah, now we've got the addition. So now that's like... Is your pastor a prick? Part two and a half. No, oh, we can't work in half. So okay, all right, we won't do that. Make yeah, the it's just an add-on. Yeah, and bonus it, content. Yeah, and it go it goes bonus content. There you go, and it goes with with the other thing. I guess I wanted to get at today, which almost is going to sound the opposite of that, maybe on some level at first. Okay, but hopefully I can explain this as we go along. Let's hear it. Okay, so. Um, uh, we're not. I'm not going to say the actual date that we record this because that messes everything up sometimes, depending on when it actually comes out. But it it doesn't really matter because it, it is just always. This might be the one time you can because this is coming out tomorrow. Oh, okay. Well, I'm still not going to do it because I don't want to get in that habit. But um, I but it, it like I said, it doesn't matter because this is always happening in the church world where you have. Um, big name leaders uh, failing, like moral failures or you know financial failures or whatever it is, just damage, abuse, whatever it could be. And right now, um, there's a couple really highlighted ones with 
Uh, it seems like Hillsong's always in there, <laughs> which should be a warning sign, maybe. But like again, uh, the stuff with Brian Houston and his dad, and then um, something that seems to be being talked about a lot right now is the Mars Hill um, podcast, um, which I've heard really good things about, and uh, and I'm sure is awesome. But it, again, kind of two major churches, like mega, mega, mega churches. Um, that have had these disgraceful things happening and either fallen apart or in the midst of scandal. You're going to have to excuse my non-following. like Yes. What's the other church? It's Hillsong and... Mars Hill. I love this about Joe. But, okay, so Mars Hill isn't a person. No. A yes. Okay. Joe's it. like, what an interesting name. I Mars really, Hill? I thought that was just the first... I was like, that's a kind of cool name. <laughs> Okay, so that's the other church. Yes, that's another. It was a very, it's big church, was huge, actually started over in Seattle. um, Really big church, and the uh, head pastor, Mark Driscoll, got to, you know, celebrity level fame for for pastor. And then their church collapsed because he was crazy and there's a bunch of abuse and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Anyways, and I, I guess maybe this is me getting on a soapbox a little bit. But I feel like it's important, mm-hmm. and and one of the things that always happens, and I and I heard it even in the Mars Hill thing, where instantly whenever we have one of these pastors, these super celebrity pastors of mega churches or whatever, whenever they they fail or these abuses come out and things happen, one of the very next thing you're going to hear is like we just need to do a better job of holding these leaders accountable. And um, I'm convinced that accountability is actually not the answer in these situations. And oftentimes takes us down a a wrong road. Meaning, like, I I heard this very, in the Mars Hill one, um, that is the take kind of is like, listen, Mark uh, was this charismatic guy. And many of these leaders are. They're very charismatic and they're powerful either speakers or whatever it is. You know, they're these powerful presences and they draw people to them and so many of these guys don't have the character to be able to withstand the place that they get to. And it's because they're not, they don't have the character. They don't have the accountability that they end up having these failures. And I, I just have to call BS on that. It's, it's not the answer. Okay. This <laughs> and I'm not saying I got all the answers. Oh. I just, yeah, okay. it's just not the answer. Yeah. And, and, for numerous reasons. One is you can say you have all the accountability in the world, but accountability still comes down to a daily choice if you're going to let somebody hold you accountable or not, right? So you can have these crazy accountability systems in place, and there were some even at Mars Hill or whatever, but at the end of the day, if the person isn't going to listen or let you hold them accountable, then it still screws everything up and it's a mess. And um, when it comes to like a moral failure or something like that, accountability isn't going to stop somebody in the in the in that instance, right? If they're having an affair with the secretary or they're whatever it is, accountability doesn't kick in in those moments unless you're thinking that you're going to have to have like somebody. And and unfortunately, I know there's people that think this like somebody should walk around with the pastor all the time to make sure that they don't do something stupid, and that just is crazy, right? Uh, and so the reason I get worked up about it is that um, I think I think we end up when we start going down the accountability conversation, 
we end up missing the real problem. And the real problem is, I, th- I believe, and I'd like to propose to all of you, that the real problem is that the very systems that produce these kind of pastors and ministries, well, meaning they should, there should never be a celebrity pastor. There should never be some pastor that has that much power, that much influence, that much um, authority over anybody's life. And, and we just don't, I know part of the reason we don't want to look at that is that all the other mega ministries out there don't want those things to go away, but there's no, there's no level of accountability that is going to keep these things from happening. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Now let me say this, cause here's my disclaimer. I'm not saying this, is what we just talked about with like calling pastors out. I'm not saying that we shouldn't hold pastors accountable in the sense of when when they do something, when something abusive happens, when a pastor has a moral failure, when whatever. I'm not saying that we shouldn't hold them accountable, meaning, you know, get it out there, um, take, you know, get them help, get the victims help, all those sorts of things. Absolutely. A hundred percent. We should hold people yeah. accountable that way. But the idea of like this goes down to to the minuscule level of like an accountability group for anybody that had an accountability group, how well did that do at keeping you from sinning? Yeah. I don't know. Were you ever in an accountability group? I mean, you're the closest thing I probably <laughs> had. And that's, I mean, the sad point is like yeah. it's true because that's mm-hmm. one of those things that's like I. You know, I, I don't see how much. <laughs> what well, you're going to do in the moment? It absolutely doesn't. And I, I mean, I, I unfortunately have been a part of many accountability <laughs> groups, and I, I just laugh. Like even back early in in my faith, like in in junior high and high school, that was kind of like this craze was these accountability groups, right? And um, and I, I really believed I had that I. As a young person, I I had a love for Jesus and a heart for God, and I wanted to um, be a good Christian or whatever that meant, you know. And so I remember getting, like, you know, to be a really radical accountability group, you needed to get up early and meet early in the morning, of course, right? So the earlier the morning, the more spiritual it was. And so, like, I had a group of friends that we'd meet as an accountability group at, like, you know, it just kept getting earlier, probably because our sin was getting worse. So it was like, I think we better meet at like 6 a.m. I don't know. We probably need to meet at 5 a.m. And it was just these guilt-ridden young people, you know, all ashamed that they masturbated this week. Like, and and it never really producing any kind of freedom in anybody's life. I have two quick questions. Okay. One, because that that's huge in Africa, too. Okay. Like, 5 o'clock is apparently the holiest time of the day. <laughs> yeah, of course. And in one aspect, this does not need to be at 5 o'clock. I get the point of being like, I'm alone. Yeah. Alone time. Mm-hmm. It, that doesn't need to be 5 in the morning. No. So my question was, is there something in the Bible that I don't know about that's like, 5 o'clock is the moment that, that like, <laughs> Jesus and God can hear from you? Like, I, I've always wanted that... Wonder, wonder. Yeah, no, there, I mean, there's, 
talk in the Bible about like your mercies are new every morning and more, but so much of that is symbolism. And so in those ancient cultures, there was definitely like light more like daylight was seen as, as a good time. And nighttime was where evil was like, literally that's uh, on some level. That's what they believe. Like night was the domain of evil and light was the domain of good. And, and so, yeah, especially back in those days when it's nighttime, that's like, I'm alive. I survived the night. Like you can die. Yes, very much so. And, you know, in terms of a, a society that doesn't have, all the modern conveniences that we do, if you're going to be doing something shady, you know, nighttime's going to be the time yeah. to do it. There's not, there's not, uh, all the things that we have today to, to maybe monitor people yeah. at night. So there's really nothing about that. I think there's something maybe mystical about morning time and, um, catching the rising of the sun and all these sorts of things. But I would say it's just as mystical and beautiful seeing a sunset. I would agree with that. Why? I don't have to wake up for it. I know we were, we digress, but I was in just recently or not too recently now, not recently enough in Hawaii. And like the sunsets are beautiful there. Everybody kept telling us about like, oh, are you gonna get up and watch the sunrise? <laughs> Why would I get up to see a sunrise when I can watch this beautiful sunset at a much more reasonable time? Yeah, I don't get it. But there's morning people. There's yeah. morning. I don't. I don't get you. If you're out there, I don't get you. We had a dude in Africa. That's the last thing I. Was okay. Because I do want to get to my other question. Yes. But awesome dude, loved him. He was an awesome drummer. I got a, the like pleasure of playing on the worship mm-hmm. team with him every morning at five o'clock this dude would get up and pray mm-hmm. but this dude in africa is a big thing like at least in south africa where we were like you prayed aggressive some people just mm. prayed really and this guy would yell at, <laughs> like there would be times that I'd be like, you're oh, just like oh man i'm just trying to sleep i just want to sleep <laughs> yeah and he was like he would didn't even live in the same house like it was a how it was a few like feet away like that's crazy i as funny as this sounds and this is this is giving away too much of my own background or whatever but like i remember the very i don't remember the days and what the the actual date but i remember it being very impactful when i realized i can actually pray at any time Mm. like god doesn't i don't have to get up at six in the morning to pray like I think God thinks it's just as great if I'm talking to God at, you know, yeah. any 10 p.m. at night as, and it was like a real revelation to me of like, oh my goodness, wow, I can pray and talk to God at any time. I know, <laughs> like that all just sounds like sarcasm no which and that's the crazy part that i know that it wasn't <laughs> no it was like a when true revelation like i you know it, it almost gets exciting like i can talk to god in the car i can talk to god <laughs> anywhere anytime and I, it, it's just as good as six or seven o'clock in the morning but I, I guess fun a little Okay, bit. yeah, we, we digressed way like too I, far. I, there's just too many dumb stories. <laughs> yeah, oh, for share. sure, for sure. But about, like, the accountability yeah. and stuff like that, like, that, I think I've even fallen into mm-hmm. such a simple, like, it's easier to use that as an excuse, too, mm-hmm. of, like, 
why someone fails. Yeah. It's like, you know, oh, they, they were just... That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. But that's... And that that's... Ex- yes, that's exactly my point is that we're protecting... Uh, you know, it, it switches. For a long time, we protect a person. This person that's become a celebrity to us in some ways or this person of power. And then when there's enough information out there that we can't... Where it's like, oh, okay, this guy's bad news or girl or whoever, like is bad news and it turns and then then I think you're exactly it then instead of beginning to see and maybe admit wow this whole institution that we've made this whole system that is um mega churches and celebrity pastors and pastors with tons of power and influence and um those things that is what's broken that's what is creating this abuse that's what is allowing this to continue to happen over and over and over again um, despite all the different accountabilities i mean if, if you don't think that hillsong has not on their leadership meetings tried to address like well this keeps happening to us we got to have more accountability in place and yet it still happens and so um i think it's it's just I want to start addressing that no accountability isn't what's going to stop this from happening in the church. It's us letting those institutional ideas about power and hierarchy and um, how much influence a pastor should have um, begin to change and crumble and get rid of it. And yes, I I feel a question coming on. I have another question. Oh, yeah. Do you know? This isn't. This is hopefully it isn't going to go very far into this question. But like for Hillsong and those guys, yeah. like they're bored. Mm-hmm. Like, is that like public to know who's on? That yeah. It, people. Are well, there? actually, I don't know since that's an Australian thing. But like in America, you, you, boards are public information, okay. so you can get information on that kind of stuff but again it's a problem yes so i know they've addressed it on some and they always say that they've addressed it and we need but you're right on that's one place where i think pastors become the scapegoat in these big mega churches just like well this person you know he was hiding his sin or she was um you know she was whatever and they they it's like it's their problem they're too weak or in this mark driscoll instance his character wasn't strong enough to handle the celebrity that he got. And my, my big rebuttal to that is nobody's character is strong. Like, when are we going to admit that nobody's character is strong enough to be in that place? that essentially is like King. Yeah. God didn't want him way back in the old Testament. He didn't want a King and still doesn't want him now. Like that's not uh, a place that a pastor or a leader or a person is, is supposed to have. Yeah. And I'm just, I mean, I get it on one level, but it's so frustrating, mind-boggling to me that in the evangelical church and beyond, in the church world, we don't want to address that. We don't want to address the institutional issues and problems with one person having that much power. Yeah. And I guess where my fear mm-hmm. in that lies is very much like what we're talking about is like for those kind of institutions and things like that like for as much power mm-hmm. as those pastors had and that seems like a lot, mm-hmm. a lot 
it's the uh, the the board or the other thing mm-hmm. that makes that I guess that's what makes me nervous mm-hmm. is like if we felt like this person had so much power and yet mm-hmm. they're I guess I'm thinking of like an evil villain yeah in a movie you know like, it's a good way to think about it puppets for like these yeah other if there was someone that was so expendable almost that they're like you, they just couldn't handle it yeah so we're moving him or you know him or her aside yeah lift up this next person. Yeah, I think oftentimes it's maybe more... Shoot, I did it again. Maybe it's more reverse than that inside of the church world that because ministries grow so much based off a person's charisma, it's the person. So what you end up seeing is that when that figurehead leaves, in most instances, not every, but in most instances, the ministry really crumbles. Um, So I would say, again... um, and, and that would be maybe saying, well, boards don't have enough authority or accountability. And, and here's what I, I want to throw out. And this is something that I believe, again, for myself. Um, but even beyond is that you you only need – or no, let me say this first. <laughs> so I, my mind is racing yeah. today. This is actually pretty exciting. Okay. I told you – I know I said I wasn't going to talk about exciting things anymore. Okay. okay. I'm just going to let that slide. Here we go. Okay. Well, I would say – Again, so you're you're looking at well, maybe we need to address it as a board, but ultimately, it, what it really comes down to, uh, on the most simplest of levels, is just us as everyday people not being okay with pastors having that place, mm-hmm. with giving a person that much power. I mean, the simplest answer that we could possibly give is just refuse to give somebody that much power. Refuse to be um, kind of intoxicated with somebody's charisma and the like celebrity force that kind of goes behind. Until we as people, as Christians, are ready to refuse to do that, it's going to keep... I guess that's what I'm getting at. Do you see what I'm saying on one level? Like... These things are going to keep happening as long as we keep promoting a culture in the church where we're giving a person that much power, influence, yeah. control in our life. Yeah, I think the, that depresses me in the sense because like... <laughs> Join the club, yeah. Yeah, but that's not just the church world. Like, yes. That's what humans do. Yes. So how, I, I don't know, like I'm going to be like, how does that change? How does that change? Because that we're not changing that other places. Yeah, no, you're right, and I and I mean there there probably are some communities of people walking this out better or well. Um, I, I think there's I'm sure groups of people, but again, they're small because once you start getting big and somebody becomes a celebrity, then bam, you're in there again. Yeah. You know, so they're they're smaller. Um, groups of people that we're probably just not hearing about very often on some level. But, but I, you know, the thing that I'm, I guess feel like my best hope is addressing it with people of faith to be like, Hey, only Jesus should have that place. There's nobody that should have that place. Like there's nobody that you should be giving that much power, that much influence to at, at all, you know, and, and we just keep doing it. And why? Maybe we need to look at like why we become so obsessed um, with these charismatic individuals. And like you said, that's a human nature problem, obviously. 
throughout history. That's why people follow really bad people. You know, the the celebrity aspect, the charisma, whatever it be, takes over. And, and but um, accountability is way too inadequate to fix that. It's that system's got to crumble. Well, and then I guess that, that was one of my other questions is because, like, do you think it just gets to a point where it, it doesn't matter? And I think what I mean by that is because I don't know if maybe I'm just not willing to let it go, mm-hmm. but I feel like if I didn't have accountability, mm-hmm. like, oh, I knew you were gonna it go would be here. rough. Yeah, yeah. It would be hard. So what, what's the diff? like, what happens when, like, they're coming at it seeking that? Mm-hmm. Tr- at some point in their life, really, hopefully wanting that accountability. Mm-hmm. And then still failing. Mm-hmm. Well, I again, I think we're getting into a, like a whole nother thing that we can talk about on some level. But I would say where the accountability maybe needs to be, or one of the things that needs to be there for that leader, would be that you're not going to let yourself get that big. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're not going to, whatever it is, whenever those moments come, that's like, okay... Now I'm going to take my church to a thousand people or I'm going to take my ministry to 3000 people and we're going to set up the campuses. Like we talked about, I'm going to put myself on video for all of them to watch every Sunday. Like, um, no, I'm not going to do that. We're just going to stay this size and I'm going to empower some other people to do things. Mm. Um, so to me, that's very different than a personal accountability uh, and that that's something I still very much believe in when as a as a friend, as an equal, I'm saying, hey, man, I need you in my life. Um, but I, I'm asking you for that. Yeah, I'm asking you to, you know, again, on a friendship level, you know, man, I, I, it's good to know I got some people that got my back and that I will let speak that I trust enough to speak into me. But even with that, that's all, you know, again, that doesn't keep people you know you hit it doesn't as as good-hearted as you are as whatever you know the accountability doesn't keep you from doing something the accountability is there to then walk out consequences of life with and to you know be like hey i need to do i want to do better you know be with me in this so that's why I think accountability is this, like, be in the trenches with me, be in the middle of whatever I'm going through in life. Um, we need people like like that, absolutely. But that's us asking for those people. It's not those people. I, I, can, I couldn't come to you and be like, Joe, I demand to have this place of accountability in your life. Yeah. If, I'm, if I do that, I've overstepped my bounds. Hmm. Does that make sense? That makes, yeah, that makes and that I guess that's what I'm proposing. So like as for pastors, pastors only need as much accountability in in the sense that we're talking about it, um, not the way we just talked about it. You only need as much accountability as authority and power and influence that you're asking for in people's life. Mm. Right? So for me, I'm saying I, I don't need to I don't need to have these intense accountability structure set up because I'm not demanding anything of anybody. I'm not saying 
I should be the one that says what's best for your family. And I should, you know, if I'm telling you that this is how much time you have to put in at church and this is what you have to do in your life and this is how you have to live. And this is the more a pastor does that, the more accountability they should have. Mm. It won't help, but the more that they should have. Yeah, that's a really good point. But also, as you're as you're even talking about, like, you know, wanting that from a peer and like, mm-hmm. I mean, that just goes like right back to the celebrity pastor. Yeah. If you don't feel like you have any peers or you don't yes. feel like you have anyone that's like, you can be vulnerable. Like, there's yeah. no way you can have true accountability. You're right. Yeah. And, the, and that's why accountability, one of the many reasons why accountability is inadequate to fix those mm. things. The only answer, again, that I think the only answer is us really relating to each other as equals. So I'm not going to put somebody in that place so that I can't be taken advantage of in the same way anymore. I'm not going to let this person lead me to drink the Kool-Aid, you know, so to speak. (laughs) Thanks. And, And that, again, that's where we fail over and over and over again as a church. It's so often like... I see it even inside the deconstruction movement where all these people are leaving churches and they're they're leaving these big <clears throat> or little because honestly it can be a little church where a pastor demands too much power, too much influence, too much authority in somebody's life. That happens all the time. And so people leave that and then and so they leave the church and they think because they've left the church they've fixed the problem and it's so you can see it like online so obviously you've just put somebody else in this like position of power now that you listen to and you take like everything they say is just words from heaven for you and you're not questioning it and you're not you know they've you've replaced one guru with another guru yeah and so it's something in us that's broken as people I mean that's that's so good to just like actually realize like realize and really look at like cause mm-hmm. that's there's no way like that you're gonna fix the problem by pointing you know yeah. just pointing the finger that's just feeding into what's already happening mm-hmm. this person was too weak this person but like if it's really if everyone starts to look at themselves yeah like think about how crazy that statement is. Because I I heard it the thing from for I heard it with the Mars Hill thing, and then I saw another pastor write something, uh, another you know mega church pastor write something about accountability after one of the Hillsong guys. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there's a lot of them. But how, how crazy to think that okay I I actually can do this. Like I I don't get what's in a leader's psyche. To be like, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely have enough character that a thousand people should follow my every move. That's weird. That's so narcissistic and weird. Like that you would feel that way. That should almost be a warning for us. That right there should be a warning. If a leader thinks I've got the character to do this, I've got the character that thousands of people should listen to my every word. I I was just talking with my one of my bosses a few days ago about um, a, the youth group that I help kind of do and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And she was saying she was she was like, yeah, I still sometimes think back to mm. 
like things when I was in youth group, like what the youth pastor would say mm. or something like that. Isn't it crazy that like some of these kids might be doing that with you? And I was like, that's a terrifying thought. Right? And I don't want to think about that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, so I can't imagine... I mean, that also just goes to who I am. Of like, I don't want to be that figurehead. Yeah, that's a good thing. Like, okay, I, know I got the words, people. man. I got the words. I got the stuff for thousands of people oh. to just be. Yeah, no, nope, not this guy. That actually, now that we're talking about talking this out, that should be something that's a warning sign of like, oh, this is not a leader that we want to follow <laughs> on some level, you know. Um, but. I think we also have a responsibility, and this is something I, hopefully you've heard. Hopefully I've done enough that you've heard it, even just that pastors are saying enough to their church of like, hey, if if I get to a point where I'm saying something crazy up here or asking for a place of influence that's too much or not listening to feedback or whatever it is, you need to get out of here. And so, like, that's something I've said numerous times to our community of, like, if I ever get to that place, you got to get out. Like, that's the way you can save me, too. Like, get out. Like, stop being here. Stop listening. Stop. <laughs> what are you laughing at? That seems like such a crazy thing to say. Uh, <laughs> uh, you've given me enough, like, position of power in your life. You just leave. Get out of here. You don't want to. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, but before you get to that point that you've given people this, I think that's a healthy thing for leaders to remind people is that they need to be thinking for themselves and they need to be um, communicating if they're feeling something's off. And it doesn't mean that we're always going to see eye to eye like that. I think that is, again, that's a, that's another conversation for another day. There, there's been times that people have brought something to my attention, and I I don't see it the same way. Um, not, a, not necessarily a character thing, but just something in the church. Like, you know, I don't think the church should do this. And it's like, well, this is, you know, there's a, enough people that feel like this is a good way to go. This is where we're going to go, and there's consequences either way. Exactly. To me, that's not like a, a character mm-hmm. type of issue. Um but if again, when it comes to like hurting somebody or doing something um, that's damaging, if a if a leader won't even listen to you, engage with you, hear you out, that that you know there's a problem there. Yeah. Because I would. Oh wow. It's all right. It's all right. Okay. We uh, I would assume there's there's gonna be scenarios that's a lose lose. Yeah. Like there's there's not a way mm-hmm. of a pastor dealing with something that like no one's going to get like yep. person no. A or person B is going to get hurt. Absolutely. And I, and I think that's part of actually being a gospel community with each other. Like why God wants us to be in community with each other is because we do hurt each other. But then part of the, part of the a beauty of grace is walking out forgiveness and walking out, um, you know, walking out the reality of, forgiveness i guess you know and so yes absolutely there's mo there's times where you can't save people from getting hurt because maybe we're supposed to to me that's different than abuse and damage abuse and damage like abuse obviously should not be happening at at church you know but but hurting each other does happen and so then we have to learn how to walk that out um and communities should should be a place that we're kind of specially designed and desiring to do that 
Um, but again, sometimes it also ends in, in like, well, this is not a church or a community that I need, I should be a part of for my own health and for whatever other reasons it might be. So we're at Valor. Oh, okay. I have <clears throat> potentially one other question. Okay. But it's, do you, do you, should I save it? No, ask it. Cause you could edit out our voice cracks and some of those, okay. some so of the, save us a few seconds. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how big of a question this is going to be, mm-hmm. but I, and you don't have to have like, this is, this is my answer. This will always be my answer. Yeah. But I guess, what is your initial thought on if say a person in leadership or a pastor, you know, does, you know, has really messed up or mm-hmm. you know, either had an affair, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be like really maybe broke a lot of people's trust mm-hmm. without maybe being really abusive and you know mm-hmm. i think there's different levels of mm-hmm. maybe where it would be like you just need to get out yeah do you where do you do you think like there's because i know a lot of people are like as soon as something like that happens they gotta exit ministry mm-hmm. immediately and never like you know like they can't come back or anything like that yeah do you do you think that is the case do you think there is like or do you think there's like a time? Oof, that, yeah, I mean, it's so hard to carbon copy like every single situation. I think there's always um, a, like levels of places of redemption. And again, I, I would say it to me, that's something that so needs to be walked out in community. Of course, it, at any moment where something like that would happen, I would, you know, just my opinion, just my feeling on it would be like, a pastor would need some time away, you know, to process and go through some therapy and count, you know, so to me, it should, it would be on many levels about the trust and honor that you build with your community. If there's a place of building that back up um, in a community where then you can walk that out, then I, I don't think anything's impossible. Um, But again in the way that we handle it sometimes in the mega church institutional like where it's like oh this pastor's going to take a couple months break and then he's going to be back doing everything that they were doing before yeah um that's not true no. like redemption work and healing and all those kind of things yeah there needs to be an actual heart like it's absolutely because you're getting into stuff when you're when you're dealing with that in terms of like a marriage you're also getting into You've got a spouse on the other side of that, that that is a part of the community and people's livelihoods. So oftentimes, you know, even if the spouse is hurting and um, not okay and not processing, it's like, well, we can't be without a paycheck for very long. So we got to at least pretend like everything's okay. And so there's so much there um, that for another, maybe another day, (laughs) another time, but that's a good question. You know, I, I don't, I don't think I can't see the gospel. I can't see who Jesus is and ever think there's somebody beyond redemption, you know, uh, at different levels. But again, that, that comes to a big part of like building trust with each other and, like, again, my idea of what community should be is a smaller group of people that can actually walk that out together, not bringing in some, you know, board of people that nobody knows to say if a pastor has properly walked through healing yeah. and then now you just have to take this pastor back again. Mm. 
Yeah. Cool. Well, well good conversation. That was really good. This that was, was good. I feel better. I feel like I got some stuff out that I need to get out. It's just been in there. And and as always, if you have thoughts and questions, concerns, things you want to talk about within this, um, you know, let us know. DM us. Instagram still the best way. Still the best way. Us. You can email us from Instagram too and, and ask questions and talk more. And this I think this will be something we'll need to continue to talk about at times. Um, on here but I'd, I'd love to again just get all of your feedback out there anybody that's listening um, if what we're talking about today makes sense if if you agree even of like yeah I, we can see this that it's an institutional kind of problem until we as just people decide that we're not going to put leaders in this place it's just going to keep happening um but also, we could hear some good stories about accountability gone wrong too. That could yeah. that could that could be a whole episode. Oh, accountability God. gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some good ones just myself. Let's make a pact right now that we don't need to. If we're going to share something about another person in this room, we'll talk about. It okay, for sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. No. That sounds good to me. Yeah, we need. We'll have to have some guests on when okay, we do that. that. I like that better. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Can't wait to see you all next week. Awesome. Thank you.